Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cheese and pickle. Television history is contained in the box of delights. Hello, I'm Julia Rayside. Each episode, my guest chooses a favourite TV memory to talk about. Joining me today is the actor and writer John Dryden Taylor. John, hi. Hello there. Hi, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And Yuletide felicitations to you too, Mrs. Doomspatton. Steady on. Oh, I like that. Um, now, tell me, what have you brought to talk about today? Well, uh, the most exciting thing when I was growing up about Christmas, where television concerned, wasn't actually anything on the telly. Uh-huh. It, was, it was when the Christmas Radio Times Oh, arrived. yeah. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. It's a star-filled Christmas and New Year edition of Radio Times. Two weeks. That was the first exciting thing about it. Yeah. Now, as we record this, the Radio Times Christmas isn't out yet, is it? I don't believe so. Also, I have to make (sighs) a massive disclaimer here uh, in that, and we've got the, you know, we've got the receipts, we've got the emails, we've got the texts. I proposed the subject of the Christmas Radio Times before... The Radio Times itself picked out Box of Delights as a favourite podcast. This is not like, I'm not going to try and sell oh, you mattresses. do you mean when they put us on their list of the top 12 podcasts of the year 2019, John, just out of interest? Yes, that's the one. And Thank I, you so much for mentioning it. This is not an advertorial. I'm not suddenly going to turn into easy cook-at-home meal kit <laughs> or a sprung mattress. It's pure delightful coincidence. It's lovely, isn't it? Box of Delightful coincidence that what I wanted to talk about was the Christmas Radio Times and then they said nice things about you. Well, I'm really glad you're here to do that. And yes, thanks, guys, as well. Um, yeah, no, we're the same uh, in our family. It was always Radio Times, never TV Times. Always Radio the Times. The covers were always... I still keep the covers of the uh, the Christmas uh, Radio Times every year because it's usually some lovely illustration they've had commissioned. Oh, you're the cutest. Just really sweet because it's too bulky to keep the whole thing because it's massive and just loads of adverts for holidays. But the actual cover is always lovely. When was the Radio Times allowed to publish independent TV listings because we used to get Radio Times and TV Times when it was the oh, only way of finding right. out what was on ITV and commercial. Channel 4. That's a good question. There was Yes, there was some big watershed moment, wasn't there, yeah, where they we were should, allowed to? We should have a recording break, Google it, and then really un, <laughs> unconvincingly splice in me saying, I think it was in 1985. <laughs> or whatever it was. It probably we'll wasn't. do that afterwards and then <laughs> slip it in <laughs> seamlessly. British television listings were deregulated on the 1st of March... 1991. But yeah, um, I'd be talking about mid 80s to mid 90s. So from okay. from sort of 
early teens to early 20s. So is this like a subscription? Did it get delivered? Did you go to the shop and buy it? Did you get your mum to buy it when my, she was shopping? My parents always had the Radio Times delivered. OK. And this was the period, of course, that spanned my leaving home. So yeah. the reason I wanted to talk about the Christmas Radio Times in particular is that it was always my job, as soon as it arrived, to go through and highlight or underline what was going to be recorded. When you say your job, did you just say, I'm doing it? <laughs> I'm just picturing your family and thinking that's quite a believable scenario. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> some might say that I would, would grab it from the letterbox with my teeth and not yes. let anyone near it. got you. But I loved the... And, and I, I'm not a particularly organised person, but I loved the planning of... Oh, yeah. Because it would be um, it would be 240-minute VHS tapes because we right. didn't care about recording quality. No. Just length. It's all about the length. <laughs> and I would love doing the kind of logic puzzle of what would be recorded on which tape. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I'd try and make it a bit... Th- like, I wouldn't put the Boxing Day Opera next to Christmas Top of the Pops. I'm not mad. Oh, come on, John. You're not an animal. Although both of those things would be recorded. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Christmas Top of the Pops is the closest my family gets to the Queen's Speech. Oh, God, no, um, me too. I we didn't ne- watch The Queen. I have never, ever, ever watched The Queen's Speech. My dad wanted to every year, but we didn't always join him. <laughs> no, I, I, my, my dad didn't. Your parents weren't royalists. So not, <laughs> not so much. But I would always, always, always watch The Christmas Top of the Pops, even though in the, fogey, fogey, even in the last four or five years... I've recognised maybe two acts on each. Oh, God, no, I'm the same. It's like it's usually the chance they have to round up. They do a New Year's one as well, don't they? I think I saw on the the press release this year they're doing both again. And it's always like a round-up of the year. And obviously, if you haven't been paying a lot of attention during the year, (laughs) it's not going to mean a whole hell of a lot to you. But it's still nice to see tinsel and, you know, the young people gyrating. But also, Top of the Pops is a brilliant format and they killed it a decade ago and they should bring it back. Really bloody stupid to get rid of it. Well, didn't they they got rid of it altogether and then I think there was an outcry when there wasn't a Christmas one one year or maybe they brought it in at the last minute because yeah, they realised right. it was yeah. like clearly a gaping hole in the schedule. It's important. Even now when I when I go, oh, you can't tell if it's a boy or a girl, it's too loud, you can't hear the words <laughs> and all the things that I don't, I don't say any of those you things. You do say those <laughs> things, you and your husband. <laughs> but I like what you... Um, it's, it's kind of what you've hit upon, I think, is it's the sh- you get it and the planning, even if you're not a planner, I'm the same, I'm not really much of a planner, but the shape of Christmas starts to form in front of you as you go, well, the film should be and then this and then that. It's the things you know you're looking forward to. Like all of Christmas, it's much better in anticipation oh, than in reality. Oh, all of it. I'm trying to explain this to my son at the moment, who's 10 and going, don't wish don't wish December away, Mum. Like, I'm not wishing it away. <laughs> this is the best bit. This is the best bit. There's, there's always the bit by about midday on Christmas Day where you go... Well, that's all, that's all happened. This is it. There we go. Um, oh, bit of an anti-climax. Yes, no, exactly. As long as you just keep drunk is my... Honestly, if you stay drunk, it's all gravy. <laughs> so Look, was there colour coding? I've got a memory of one year, maybe sort of mid-90s. So again, after I'd left home, so I'm recording this stuff at a house I don't live in. <laughs> Still, uh, it's nice, nice to know it's there in case you need to go back. Where I think I use different highlighters so, so as to understand the different pens. But then I'm very conscious of not wanting to sound like an old folk. You're saying, oh, I don't know, I don't know what a fax machine is. <laughs> But um, planning and scheduling to record on a tape and seeing it start recording was a kind of magic that a series link doesn't quite. No, d- it's because we grew up in the age of not being able to capture the magic in the bottle. We didn't have any means to watch our favourite programmes back when we were really small, because unless you were super advanced or had super, you know, parents were rich enough to have disposable income to just throw it VHSs and Betamaxes, I didn't have that. You just, you watched something, you loved it, you were exhilarated by it, and then it was gone. Yeah. And or if it was repeated, you were lucky but really things weren't very often. Well, there might be a VHS video of highlights of a six-part series. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, and that was was money and it was, you know, once you'd seen something, the magic, you had to just 
try and internalize it as much as possible because it was gone. Yeah, and absolutely. so yes, I think it's still I I'm I'm the same. I still I still have some of my old VHSs of things that I taped. Uh, we've got a friend, a lovely sort of TV archivist friend who's transferred a lot of them onto DVDs for us so we don't sort of lose them. And the quality's awful, but it doesn't matter. It's it, the, my favourite thing to do is, is look back at tapes where the adverts are still on the end of the programmes you taped because <laughs> that's a, it's a whole moment in time. It just it takes it's, you back It's an there. absolute time capsule. Radio Times meets Christmas stars Les Dawson, Paul Daniels and Mike Young. One of the things that I'd always love recording, you know, I've talked about it, BBC Two would often have a, a, an opera on Boxing Day. It, opera on television, it, as relatively recently as 1994, this is unbelievable to me. A singer called Angela Gheorghe made a debut at Covent Garden mm. that was rapturously reviewed, like everyone gave her five stars in this production of La Traviata. And on reading the reviews or on hearing about this uh, occasion... BBC Two cleared the schedules for for Saturday night and broadcast Whoa, it live. Seriously, ninety four. Now I'm not suggesting that should happen now necessarily, but I mean the, it would be on BBC Four, but still. But the idea that nobody went, what's going on? Everyone <laughs> went. You know, people watched it or didn't. You know, yeah. And I'm aware that opera is a fairly niche interest in a lot of, for a lot of people, but um, that but is the, incredible. But though. the fact that nobody went, what on earth is going on? Everyone yeah. went, all oh, right, yeah. So they, they've changed the schedule. So there'd always be a Boxing Day opera, which I'd always record yeah. because I'm an opera nerd. There would often be a um, a Christmas studio drama, a theatre play shot yeah. on video in a studio rather than a film made yeah, of it. Yeah. There were some amazing Eightborns. I don't the remember BBC. these. I'm trying to think if they, I can. They, they did a production of Absurd Person Singular with. With pronounced scales and Timothy Weston, oh, wow. Maureen Littman and Nikki Henson, and Cheryl Campbell and Michael Gammon. <gasps> That's a cast. That's an amazing cast. Wow! Um, but in a studio, so as studio. as if as if watching on a proscenium or, or just no, as a, shot you know, like, like um, a sitcom. Okay, you know, got you. Uh, the, the, the house would be like Miranda Shop or you ah. know, any of the studio-based sitcoms. Yeah. Um, they did a season's great. Season's greetings. Alan Eightborn's Christmas play. Yeah. Um, starts with I think the ultimate Christmas experience because. The opening scene of, of Season's Greetings, in amongst all the preparations for Christmas, um, the granddad of the family, uh, who's played by Peter Vaughan in the TV version, oh, wow. is sitting watching a terrible old war film. <laughs> and the whole Christmas preparations are punctuated by granddad sitting there going, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. She, she's in a home. <laughs> oh, he's been dead. For, he died shortly after this. Oh, and, God. and that's such a Christmas experience yep. of, of, of my... We didn't really watch Christmas films, but you know there would always be a you know we'll wear eagles dare. Oh God, yeah. Uh, or, or, or you know some uplifting militaristic film with yeah, lots of dead escape. people. Absolutely, in it. absolutely. Oh God, it's so grim. So your family, did you um, all watch stuff together at Christmas, or were your interests different? Or what were the things you'd gather around together? Uh, we didn't really gather till. The evening, so not the Queen, not what you know. We weren't a sit down and watch the Christmas film, which always seemed to be Hook. Oh God, it's always Hook. It still is now. BBC's Christmas Day film. (laughs) It's Hook again. (laughs) And it's there the fairy tale begins. The network television premiere of Hook, Christmas Day at four thirty on BBC One. No, now it's always a bloody animation. Or Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I think ITV have got Harry Potter. ITV are showing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or a bond, but um, no complaints there. Uh, it would be stuff on this in the evening because our Christmas dinner is usually at five or around five or six just yeah. because I absolutely refuse to hurry Christmas morning in the aim of getting a turkey in the oven. Oh, God, no, 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 no. So, yeah, nice Christmas Christmas breakfast after after presents and stuff. Yeah. Everyone else gets, you know... Do you start boozing first thing? Uh, in the morning, we'll have Cheryl Baker, <laughs> which is what my friend Dan calls a Bucks Fizz for obvious reasons. <laughs> we were going to uh, rechristen 
uh, Bellini's Jay Aston's, but then she became a Brexit party candidate. Yeah, no, so. no, she's a bad person now. I th- and it, it, it may be, uh, speaking of Christmas, it may be a, a, an urban myth, but I was always under the impression that the land of make-believe was a criticism of Thatcher. Oh, my the, God. The Bucks for his Christmas song. Well, land they changed their tune, didn't they? Well, Jay certainly has. Mm-mm. Boo to Jay Aston. Yeah. So, well, anyway, <laughs> slight digression. I know. Um, so we'll have scrambled eggs and smoked salmon and... And like Prosecco or Bubbles or... And then the rest of my family will sit around playing with Lego or clothes if they're my husband and my niece, respectively. (laughs) Uh, That way round. He's Lego, she's clothes, got you. (laughs) Um, And uh, while I happily and gently listen to Caris Matthews or Tracy Thorne's Christmas albums while Mm. while cooking the turkey, and then we'll eat about five-ish, and then we'll probably play some kind of silly board game. Nice. Got the Taskmaster book last Christmas. I'm still not hearing where TV's coming in. That's TV-related, but it's not watching TV, John. So what we'll... I mean, what we will do is try and catch up with stuff we, uh, we've recorded yeah sure okay in the evening after games when everyone's a bit pissed and about oh, to go God, to and bed you're just you're, you're so, too sort of uh, you, you slowed down sufficiently that you need to just sit and watch something yeah so there'll be a there'll be a christmas day at 10 p.m. sort of semi drunken supine binge of doctor who and Definitely. strictly yep. christmas strictly yep. everyone gets tens <laughs> um, so surprising <laughs> every year it's like oh my god this is a huge surprise <laughs> well, some, someone who left the series early is the christmas winner you say <laughs> i will always wake up on boxing day and say to stephen what happened in doctor who <laughs> and he'll say i knew you weren't watching Aww. um so, yeah, no Doctor Who at Christmas Day this year. No, it's New Year it's again, New Year. isn't it? Yeah, they've pushed um, into the next tax year, I imagine. <laughs> so <laughs> so Christmas Day isn't very tele-oriented, and that's kind of what I mean about the anticipation, getting the, yeah. getting, the, getting the radio times and planning it. It's not about watching the show so much as going, I want to watch this, no, and I exactly. want to watch this. And, and it's all in the run-up. All the good stuff's usually in the run-up. Yeah. Sometimes the New Year, like you say, there'll be Doctor Who at New Year. Well, I think Dracula this year is going to be featuring somewhere in the, you know, the Mark Gatiss, um, Stephen Moffat thing. There's always something big to look forward to. It's not necessarily on Christmas Day. Yeah. 23rd of December, with... hands down best day of Christmas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The day before, uh, the day before Christmas it's Eve. It's all potential. Um, for those of you who can't count. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah, all it's potential. potential. There's still the food to look forward to, the most cooking pe- prep starts. Yeah, most people have finished work. And yeah. it's, it, it, it's like, it feels like... In your 20s, arrive at your parents' house day. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. For the first time this year, we're not going anywhere. We're staying at home. Oh, my word. So I am going to open the Prosecco (laughs) the minute I get up. I'm so happy. (laughs) Woohoo! Not driving. (laughs) Yes, no, it's going to be good. Yes, Christmas Day itself, I think we're the same. We, TV tends to be uh, around the sides, not necessarily yeah, on the main platter. Although I will always plan my cooking around, hopefully, watching Top of the Pops live. Nice. Just because that, it, I'm, I'm an absolute, you know, I'm a sucker for a family tradition. I nearly call yeah. myself a traditionalist, which I'm not <laughs> oh, John. in a number of ways. But uh, I love a family tradition. I love a, I love a, I love a routine. Yeah. So I have to watch... Uh, Christmas Day, box, uh, Christmas Day, Top of the Pots Live, all bad things will happen. The, yes, the idea that everyone, or certainly as many people as possible, are looking in the same direction at the same time still has a power, doesn't it? Yeah, it's still absolutely. a nice, comforting thought that everyone has stopped and watched the same programme. And I think it's people. interesting, for all that I joke about, you know, uh, when everyone's a bit full of drink and a bit tired, there is still that sense of, <clears throat> we've had our dinner and we've played some games mm-hmm. and now we must all watch fam- television together as yeah. a family. And I, and, and I quite like that. It's comforting. Yeah, I mean... I, you you will maybe not share this so much, but one of the things that makes me feel Christmas 
family Christmas is happening is Boxing Day football on the telly. Ah, uh, yes, no, you've lost me there completely, John. Because <laughs> there's, there's generally a huge fixture list uh, yeah. of, of football on Boxing Day. It's the one time of the year I feel sorry for very well-paid footballers. That <laughs> Christmas Day presumably has to be quite restrained for them. Well, they train. A lot of them will train on Christmas oh, Day as well. Oh, my goodness. If they've got a no, Boxing Day match. No, but, um, no. I think that's right. I'll, you'll get angry tweets from, from Stan Collymore. I mean, I'm assuming <laughs> they have to at least watch what they're drinking. Oh, you God, know. you can't yeah, get, yeah. Can't get drunk. And, you know, one unlucky, well, two unlucky premiership teams will be playing in the midday Boxing oh, Day match. Oh, no, no. Um, there's something very comforting and Christmassy to me about just picturing my sister's house at about 1pm on Boxing Day. In the front room, the telly's on showing a football match, with yep. my, which my brother-in-law is half-watching. Yep. In the kitchen, I'm doing a bit of cooking and uh, with... Christmas albums playing and, and just in the room between there's this sort of fusion of, of the football going on in there and the Christmas songs going on there and the cooking smells and everyone's a bit hungover and ratty and that's Christmas <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Merry Crimbles! <laughs> that does sound lovely Join BBC Television's Party of Entertainment and have a Merry Christmas with the special Christmas and New Year edition of Radio Times do you know, by the way, there's a, there's a fast, not a fast food chain, like one of those coffee and, and, and hot sandwich chains in London. They're selling just little tubs of pigs in blankets with cranberry sauce melted over the top. It's absolutely amazing. Oh, man. I recommend. Basically carb-free, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah anyway, before you go, please delve into my festive box. Festive box of delight. <laughs> That's the one Christmas song I don't like, actually. The, yeah. The, the insane sounds, quiet voice. It sounds voice. like music to have a breakdown to. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you Belfast or why don't you Bristol? Um, I mean, sacrilege. Why don't you wasn't great, was it? <gasps> Russell T. Davis used to help make Why Don't You, 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 you blasphemer. Well, he's got better since then. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Years and years, or why don't you? <laughs> I, I, I also precociously got really annoyed with the irony trick they were trying to pull on us. Why don't you switch off your TV set? Oh, I know. Oh, oh but you're watching the television. Um, <laughs> Everything that why sorry, this is going to be a rant, and it's not what you meant. You wanted a nice nostalgic. Wasn't why don't you great? I'm like, <laughs> never. I, I'm realizing in the moment that I never liked it. All the stuff they did was fucking boring. <laughs> It was steady on. Here's my collection of tennis balls. Thank you for letting us see your collection of tennis Ooh. balls. Why don't you collect tennis balls? All right, I'm going to I'm going to appease you, John, now with a Christmas bonus question. I'm throwing it at you now. Oh, like, the, Catch. I'm not to be trusted answering about why don't you? Am <laughs> no, no, I? you can have that. But it's a Christmas uh, present. I'm giving you another one because I'm lovely. I'm just opening my Christmas present from my box of delights. <laughs> Favorite Big Brother contestant. Uh. I'm going to discount ones that I liked purely because they were hot. Um, no, oh no, don't do that. Let's have a list. I think. No, I. I <laughs> have oh, you ever fancied a Big Brother yeah. contestant? Oh my God, who? Now I need to know who. Oh, the, I mean, it's, I'm not proud of it, but um, <laughs> the identical toxic lad they had in every series who'd wander around with his tits out. You always like the toxic lad with his tits out. Yeah, John, I'm disappointed. That's in what you. he was there for. <laughs> Inside voice. No, my favourite Big Brother contestant, um, I think, has to be, not for anything that she did subsequently, because it became a little bit uh, riding the celebrity network in a mm. way that, that, that seems a bit sad. But at the time uh, was Josie, who won the last series oh, on God, Channel 4. Oh, God, yes, she was fun. Um, who was just, you know, she, she, she had a lot of relatable insecurities for yep. everyone. She was cheerful, she was funny, and she said, every time I feel down, I just remember that woman who got her face ripped off by a chimpanzee. <laughs> <laughs> that is, and I mean, wise that words. That is genuinely a coping strategy <laughs> really that I is. use to this day. Just, just, <gasps> oh just got to think God. about the woman who got her... Got her face ripped off by chimpanzee. Can you stop saying that now? It's not very Christmassy. John, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. 
Thanks for listening. You can find links to the YouTube clips from today's episode on our Twitter feed at Box Delights Pod. Come and say hello. Bye. Bye.